we may have to mobilize and continue to mobilize in a sustained way to not allow them to steal this. And I do think that that nonviolent resistance is going to be necessary to confront their uh, their threats of violence. Welcome to the Bituation Room Podcast Live, Election Eve, 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 Summer's Eve. I don't know why I thought of that, but it makes sense. Um, do people still douche? Okay. Uh, hi, I'm your host, Francesca Fiorentini. You've seen me on Newsbroke, uh, MSNBC, The Damage Report with John Iderola. Shout out to the Dragon Squad and all y'all nerds in the comments. Um <laughs> Uh, it is so good to have you here. Thank you for being here once again every Sunday. And this is a very special Sunday. We've got a great show for you all. Um, comedian Lori Kilmartin is here. And Democratic strategist Dr. Jim Zogby is going to be joining us later on in the show. We're going to get a rundown on how Trump could possibly still win this thing and whether or not he'll leave office. Um, I think there's a strong no, there's no way, and yes, he will not leave office, or maybe that's just a no on both. I don't know. I'm not. Look, guys, I've been inside all day uh, working on this show for you all. I was like, it's such a nice day. Maybe I'll go outside. Nope, didn't happen. Didn't it? Didn't happen. That's okay because there's a a virus, a killer virus, uh, that is that is on the loose, and we can't get it under control. And I'm so happy you guys are here. I hope you guys had a good Halloween, man. Uh, I hope that like we wake up on November 4th and um, this was all just a big joke. This was just the universe playing a joke on us. And yeah, that is the LA crystal bitch in me talking like the universe is playing a joke on us. Like I hear I hear myself. I, I absolutely do hear myself. Um, if you guys haven't already, like this stream right now. If you're watching on YouTube, press that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Durr. Um, turn on your notifications. And if you're listening in the, in the future, cool. I hope it's before Wednesday because uh, you'll know more than I do right now. And make sure you give this podcast five stars. That's what you can do. Just give it five stars. It's a free podcast. All I ask for is maybe a tip or two. And you can do that at TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. Uh, this week, we're donating to the organization that's trying to prevent a coup by making sure we all take the GD streets if and when there is a coup. Um, choose Democracy. Joshua Russell Khan, who was, uh, or Khan Russell, excuse me, who was on this show talking all about uh, Choose Democracy. They're doing these trainings and making sure that everyone knows what's up, making sure that we hold our elected officials, Democrat uh, and Republican, mostly Democrat, uh, accountable when it comes to not, not just kind of rolling over and being like, well, I guess he stole the election. Boop, boop, doo. I guess that's what. I guess he just bought himself some Supreme Court seats. I can speak. Um, choose democracy. Donate to us and we will donate to them. Uh, this, is, this is how it works. You give us a little. We, uh, we, we trickle on down. We have a super chat. You can totally super chat too. Kenny Cook, thank you so much. Uh, stuck in quarantine due to COVID exposure. I'm going crazy. Thank you for this. You're welcome for this. You have a question. Do you think we'll flip Texas? Wow. Maybe, maybe we're going to talk about that with Dr. Jim Zogby um, 
Texas is sure acting like they're scared. If you've been watching anything that's happening in Texas in terms of the MAGA folks, we're going to get into this entire week and what's been happening. But uh, it feels like they, they'll get close. I don't know if it'll be fully flipped, but they will get very, very close. Let's start off with what I am bitching about. Because, uh, uh, you know, that's how we do things here in the Bitchuation Room. Chime in. Let me know what you're bitching about this week besides being stuck inside and having to forego Halloween. Uh, yeah. Am I happy I didn't spend that much money on a costume, i.e. no money? Yes. Do I know that the mega rich are all having parties and, you know, are just swapping COVID tests left and right because they can afford it? Yeah. Am I jealous? A little bit. A little bit. But that's okay because fucking baseball players are getting COVID now, y'all. All right. Dodgers won, got COVID. See? See what happens? See what happens when anything good happens this year? Um, what I'm bitching about is the following. Beyond this election, beyond the fact that I'm like trying to keep it together, you know, very like K-I-T, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Uh, Bowfinger, shout out if anyone loves that movie like I do. Um, It's that the last three justices on the Supreme Court should absolutely be rescinded and recalled. I think we call that impeachment, but that's what it is. I don't like I don't love the idea of stacking the courts. I don't know how much it should be stacked by. I don't know how much we should expand it. Like, I don't know. Should we have a Supreme Court? Why don't why aren't we all justices? I don't like I'm not a scholar in that sense. But what I do know is that the last three justices were absolute bullshit, cheating fraud on the part of the GOP. And we should completely impeach all three of them. And I'm talking about Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and just this week, Amy Coney Barrett. And let's explain why the three of those justices are completely invalid and those nominations should be rescinded. Number one, Gorsuch, that was Merrick Garland's seed, right? I don't think Merrick Garland was a hero of the progressive left. I don't give a shit. But he was Obama's nomination uh, eight months before an election and Mitch McConnell completely blocked it. So that's one. We all knew that was hypocritical. We all knew that was BS, right? Number two, and of course, Gorsh is just like this, like T-1000 of, you know, reproductive rights and just, I don't know. My man is dead inside. Look at his face, his eyes. Very scary, very scary. Um, I didn't know that like the conservative right had like silver foxes. He's not a fox, but he's, I don't know what he is, is what I'm saying. Number two, Kavanaugh. We all know this. Now, this week, it was sort of further revealed in a couple of New York Times articles that um, the son of Justice Robert Kennedy, is that his name? John John Kennedy? Whatever Kennedy's name is. Guys, I'm not as, you know, Justice Kennedy. JFK, uh, who was serving on the Supreme Court. No, but Justice Kennedy, right? His son, Justin Kennedy, super confusing, Justin. And anyway, Justin Kennedy was on the board of um, Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank, which loaned hundreds of millions of dollars to Donald Trump. To He still owes money to Deutsche Bank. And this week we sort of doubled down and, and found out once again that actually thanks to Justin Kennedy, Donald Trump got all these loans to build Uh, Trump Tower in Chicago and a couple of other projects and Deutsche Bank continued to bail him out and keep on sort of loaning and lending him money. Well, Justice Kennedy retired 
He retired before his time. The, the, the man has a lifetime appointment. He fucking retired, right? In the middle of a Trump administration. Now, they're not supposed to be partisan, but if you retire in the middle of a Republican administration, that's pretty fucking partisan, dude. Like, what do you think? And uh, apparently, and this was sort of, uh, this was according to the Washington Post. Uh, this is, a, sorry, this is an article called, a, a book called Supreme Ambition, Brett Kavanaugh on the Conservative Takeover about a suspicious scene in which Kennedy's other son, Gregory Kennedy, not Justin Kennedy, allegedly met with White House counselor Kellyanne Conway during a dinner just days after the president's inauguration. So they had all been talking, Kellyanne Conway and, and the Kennedys were talking about this eventual retirement. To say nothing of the fact that they replaced him with rapey McKegstan, whatever, right? Like with, with Kavanaugh, this was already something that they had set their eyes on from a long, long time ago. Um, and apparently, uh, Anthony Kennedy, that's his name, Anthony. Thank you. Not Robert, not John, Anthony Kennedy, Tony, we call him Hey, big tone, Tony Kennedy, wants to be replaced by a Republican and he was replaced by a Republican. So that's number two, completely fraudulent and potentially corrupt when it comes to the Trump administration's connection to the Kennedy family and Deutsche Bank. And we don't know where Deutsche Bank got that money that they then loaned to Trump. Apparently there's rumors that it might've been Russian oligarchs, but like, what is it right now? You know what I'm saying? So like everything's a Russian oligarch. Let's be real. Number three, Amy Coney Barrett. Also a fucking fraud, under fraudulent pretenses. What are we, like a week before an election, she is nominated to the Supreme Court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like the, the soil on her grave is not even dry yet, right? Do they put wet soil on graves? I'm assuming. I don't know. I really want a flower bed and some kale to be grown on top of my grave. And I hope, I hope that happens. The point is, completely fraudulent nomination, completely fraudulent confirmation. That's three motherfuckers. I don't just want to fight for an expansion of the Supreme Court. I want to rescind and impeach those Supreme Court justices. Now, I know that's not going to happen, especially not with Democrats who don't actually fight. But let's not forget that Republicans have had a plan. They got a plan. All I want is a plan. Can Democrats just have a plan? Can they have a vision or is it just like, I don't know, we we keep getting donor money. I'm just, I'm, I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed that the Democrats haven't had a plan. Progressives need a plan. And without further ado, someone to lighten the mood, because I'm sorry that I've dampened it so much. You've seen her on Last Comic Standing, Comedy Central, Jimmy Kimmel, and Conan. She's been a writer on Conan since 2010. You can listen to her podcast, The Jackie and Lori Show, on Maximum Fun. Her book, Dead People Suck, is out right now. Please welcome comedian Lori Kilmartin. Hi, Francesca. What's going on? Oh, my God. You uh, you got me all amped up. I was having a laid-back Sunday trying to tune it all out, and then you brought <laughs> back the Justice Justin Kennedy kind of crap, and now I'm angry again. I want them all impeached. Justin Kennedy, mm -hmm. Justin and Justice Kennedy. I didn't, I didn't know it was cool if for your whole family to like serve on different boards of banks and stuff like. And Justice Kennedy was on the board of a bank. Justin, the Justin. Son. Okay, the son, the son. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really gross. Um, there's who knew there was a worst Kennedy family. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, uh, why can't they be the cursed Kennedys? Like why? <laughs> I know. Like, why? 
it, that's terrible. Like, I, I mean, this is it's very real. Like all, you know, they, they say the good die young and that's true. Conversely, the evil die old. Yeah, they yeah. do. That's why uh, we need to get Trump out of office. Like I, uh, you know, like many, I was praying for uh, for COVID to do what it's supposed to do and what it was trying to do and it didn't do it. So we really got to get him out of office because he won't die in office. He won't. Absolutely. Um, Lori, what are you bitching about? Is this is this related or or, or something completely unrelated? Tell I don't me. know if it's related. I This is my mom died from COVID a couple months ago in June. And I guess I know that I'm so sorry about that. Thank you. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to bitch about is uh, I was getting a lot of condolences when she first died. And it was like pretty exciting, you know, uh, and empowering. And now four months later, no one is giving me condolences unless I troll and ask like I just did. Right. So (laughs) I guess what I'm saying is I'm still grieving people and uh, I will accept your condolences through the end of the year at my Venmo. So stop by. Can everyone uh, say say sorry and condolences to Lori and her family in the comments <laughs> and tip this show and we will pass some of that on to Lori, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't have to pass it on to me. That's okay. If you're passing it on to uh, Choose Democracy, that's fine, too. Look, it's got to suck, though, to be like, yeah, I lost a loved one. My mom and the Trump administration is alive. Yeah, it's it's they he keeps taking God keeps taking the wrong old people, um, you know, and I'm assuming that your mom was offered all kinds of experimental drugs and lots of uh, cutting edge um, serums and therapeutics. Yeah, it was really a relaxing time for her. Um, yeah, it was like a spa stay, actually. Uh, no, she actually went pretty quick. She was elderly and, you know, kind of uh, already compromised. Uh, although I don't know that she's any more compromised than Trump is. You know, he's he's, he's a walking comorbidity. So, um, oh yeah, some, some disease has got to kick in, you know? It's, it's, you know, and I think that what happens is, is that we – we, we just stopped talking about it. I mean, this is the thing is like we we stop we it's hard to not normalize the insanity that is happening right now in this pandemic. There's so many problems. And also we're so tired of being indoors. But it's like you you throw a stone and like everyone knows someone who's died. Everyone has has a family member who's sick. Everyone's been sick. Um, but we're not. We kind of just let it go because we're like, oh, well, and time to think about a less painful thought. You know, it's. I, I guess our attention span it has has decreased so much that and, and we're just so we're just being bombarded by abnormality after abnormality in a democracy that we're we're just numb to everything. I mean, I can't wait till I can start feeling things again. And and even to like just dipping into that rage about Kavanaugh, you know, it's there's so many things you just have to you have to be mad about for a day and then move on quickly because there's new things and you can't even spend the time you need to, to uh, rage about, you know, demanding that he be impeached. Yeah. Yeah. Mika Rosen says we need AIDS quilts for COVID deaths. (laughs) Sure. That's a big old quilt, man. I got, I got a, uh, I I ordered a flag that says RAP to my mom and everyone who will die unnecessarily from this pandemic. And I put it outside my house just like, cause there, what there should be is there should be some sort of gold star so that, you know, COVID has touched a house, you know, people just don't, they don't know they're you're allowed to just walk around and think you, their stories you read about, you know, and unless you personally hear from somebody, your neighbor could have uh, had somebody die as well, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's raging. This is like the Midwest is getting hit hard right now right. with COVID. And, and with that, let's just jump into the week, Lori. We're going we're gonna to go through it, go through the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Mahalo. Thank you so much for that super chat. Um, this is the week where. This was the week where, according to a number of sources, Trump says he'll declare an early victory, which I feel like we should just go with. Like, <laughs> right? We should, we should just be like, yup, Trump won. Nice job. Have a snack. Go to bed. And then we'll create like a Truman Show uh, simulation. We will enclose the White House, like hermetically seal it. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's already a Petri dish. Like we should just anyway. Um, And then we'll just create this reality show, an actual reality show, film it the whole time. He's still on TV. And then we'll just build another White House next to it and make it. (laughs) (laughs) And then just, and please can restore the uh, Rose Garden to the way Jackie had done it. Like let's, it'll be exactly like that White House, except the stain, the stain will be removed. Yeah. Um, Jill likes Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She does. She's a Christmas lady. No more red trees for at least a, a, a year yeah. or two. Yeah, um, go ahead. Oh, no. I just, I, that got me thinking who does declare, like, we're just used to NBC calling it and CBS, and then it's like, oh, I guess the network's called it, so that's the precedent. <laughs> I actually don't know who technically declares a president anymore. I think we need a ritual. Un, not unlike Groundhog's Day, just like some kind of like, could it be just like a very chonky cat who, you know, <laughs> has like the winner, you know, like buzzed on their tum-tum or like something adorable where it's like, yeah, the little, you know, the baby hedgehog with a little flag that's like blue or red, like something. Yeah. Or I would even settle for Rachel Maddow if she, if she were designated the person to announce it, I would accept that. It is... It is always going to be CNN, Lori. You know this by now. <laughs> Dang it. No one is going to be before CNN. It will be, you know, the 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 robot they keep on passing off as human, Wolf Blitzer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will be exactly in his same, just the same tone, same amount of surprise. Is, um, because he's still alive, is he evil? Uh, because... Because uh, Wolf because is alive? You said that uh, the, that evil people live a long time, which I actually True. agree with. But he seems like an older guy, and if he was a good guy, he'd be dead. So is he evil, do you think? Well, I don't think he's sent – I think he's a robot. So there's oh, yes. there's that. But And he's going to live forever and ever. I mean, I don't know whatever serums they're giving people at CNN. Whatever Chris, Chris Cuomo – Chris Cuomo is what I'm going to call him. <laughs> whatever he's getting – um he's actually he's the only one on cnn who i don't think is a robot like santorum is a puppet clearly yeah Uh, him and kamau are like okay chris chris cuomo and kamau are real um yes kamau bell yeah 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 yeah. uh brianna kaler is she on cnn i don't watch a lot of cnn but she seems to be like a daytime lady that takes down liars i see clips of her so daytime lady who takes down (laughs) liars. that's what i want my show to be called daytime lady who takes down liars yeah today for um all right moving on this was the week where uh there was a new caravan in town move over migrants this was the week where multiple giant Trump pickup truck 
caravans surrounded a Biden-Harris bus and attempted to force it off the road in what some liken to Mad Max, but I prefer Fast and the Fuhrer. The caravan with three Ks uh, is calling itself the Trump train, which is ironic because a Trump train is what Democratic voters are going to run on the president all across the nation (laughs) as he gets fucked elector by elector by elector. You know, why don't these pickup trucks drive to a rally and pick up the Trump supporters that he abandons uh, in 41 degree weather? Why don't they do that? I mean, they seem to be limiting themselves to hot weather. Why don't you drive up to Nebraska? Because he's going to leave about 50 old people uh, on the road. But they'd still be freezing, Lori, just in the back of pickup trucks. Which <laughs> I would be- <laughs> That's where you want him. That's where I want all my Trump supporters, freezing in the back of a pickup truck. Oh, my God. I just... I feel like, I don't know. I'm just like the pickup truck is, I just want to scream at them, like, get a job. You know what I mean? Because uh, I'm trying to think like the other pickup trucks that I see, especially in California, are like pickup trucks of immigrants who are like working really hard. Like, yeah, yeah, day laborer contractors. Right. And then there's like Trump trucks, you know, and there's there's only two connotations in my mind. It's like ISIS and I'm a great gardener. (laughs) And the Trump trucks are shiny. Like these guys have time to polish and they don't drive out in in any sort. They they drive on clean streets. Apparently they're they're not beat up like a truck should be. Um, Now they are when they when they were skimming. I guess there was a car following this bus and they were really trying to get up next to it. And like there was, you know, images of all the scrape marks on this this poor car um, that was that was actually trying to be a like a chaperone for the Biden bus. My thing with the bus is like it was so emblematic of the fact that Democrats are bad at fighting back like. You're a fucking bus, dude. Like, I don't care how many ISIS MAGA trucks are around you. When you, you like, you're a you, bus. You need people riding shotgun with, uh, like, on the top of the bus with, like, sniper. Yeah, no, sniper I mean, sniper stuff. I don't know about that, but, like, you're a bus. You can just run them all off. The, just, oh, start, just start meandering. Like, everybody knows who's driven a big car. I've never owned a big car. I've never driven a big car. But big cars have right of way. That's sort of how it happens. Yeah, Cause you're afraid right. if you got a bus, use it. And I don't mean like, don't hurt anybody, but you could fight back a little bit. Does anyone understand what I'm saying? No, that's, that's a great point. I, I think Democrats are always shocked by the first time they get shivved in whatever new way that they get shivved, whether it's a right. Supreme court justice or being run off the road, but then, then they don't learn the lesson. <laughs> Physically or metaphorically run off the road. Yeah. But five to seven years from now, Democrats will know how to fight back when a, a Trump truck is trying to run them off the road. So I, I have hope about that. I hope so. I hope it and I hope it's like very Greece, you know, <laughs> Greece esque with like little little screws that come out of the hubcaps and like oh, yeah. you know, I just want it to be sung to song. Um <laughs> All right. This was the week where Stanford University released a study that showed Trump rallies have been linked to 30,000 cases of COVID and at least 700 deaths. And at this point, honestly, Trump is not holding rallies. Uh, He's reading eulogies from up there. Like, yes, lock her up. And by her, I mean your grandmother in her (laughs) car. Like, Um, that's it. do, Do they just not fear death the way we do? 
it it seems like his supporters are happy to die and happy for other people to die. Maybe they know something about the afterlife that we don't know. Yes. And also, like, when's the last time you wanted to die for someone like that? Like, that's love, dude. It is love. It but, is. Like, I haven't, I'm, I wouldn't. You think we would go out for Biden like that? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> go out for Biden like that? Yeah. yeah, we'll vote for him. And I'm not going to stand shoulder to shoulder with someone who else who's maskless and be like, I love you. Like, no. I would go out like that for 2018 uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke because that's oh. when he was at his hottest. That's when I would go out like that. But <laughs> he's since cooled and uh, yeah, there's no one at the moment. There's no Democrat I would die for. True. Oh, man. Uh, Julian, I might do it for Julian for sure. Bernie, no, because we know better than that. But the closest I would have come was for Bernie. Um, Mm -hmm. And but yeah, you're right. They know something about the afterlife, meaning they're all going there and it'll be hot. And I don't know, like they're like, it's cold as hell. Let's get to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe they knew what they were doing then. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Trump, uh, people are wondering why Trump would keep campaigning. This was the rest of my bit and spread spreading the virus. Uh, And I think it's honestly genius because when he loses the presidency and all his campaign gigs are gone, he'll still be able to book funerals. (laughs) Yay. That's a good honorarium. Lori, you know that. Yeah. Trump cough. Like maybe that'll finally be the one thing, the retail thing, like steaks didn't work. Right. Uh, Ties didn't really work, but Trump coffins might really take off. I think you, (laughs) I think you you figured it out. Trump coffins will be so good. (laughs) And the, well, okay. That was too grim. Um, (laughs) Just okay. We've, we've been very grim, but like at this point I would, I would do a funeral. Like, Cause I'm so starved for stand-up comedy, as I'm sure you are. Yeah. That I'm like, let's book it. But whatever. I I I'm tired of not being with other people. It's been, it's been rough. I don't know. Have you booked any? Have you done any live shows? Distanced, masked. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I've done a couple. I'm doing two this week at the Pickwick Bowl in Burbank for Flappers on Thursday and Friday. And oh, I've done. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I mean, and uh, the Magic Castle is doing them in the parking lot. Uh, so it's, you know, the reaction is honks or, or noises instead of <laughs> laughter. And it's it's hard to, hard to tell if the new stuff genuinely works or people are just glad that you're speaking. So um, totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love the drive-in comedy is just like, you think stand-up's hard with just bodies? Imagine yeah. like revving engines just... Like and headlights staring, literal yeah. headlights. Like oftentimes yeah. our jokes will land on people who look like they're caught in the headlights, and now we're just speaking to actual headlights. Yeah, and I, and you can't tell if a honk is like, is that a good honk or a bad honk? Because they they all sound the same. People, I mean, if this <laughs> continues, cars need to come with two kind of honks. <laughs> they needed to come with two kind of honks for a long time. <laughs> yes. Friendly. There should be friendly, not friendly. Yeah. Look out. We should have a whole soundboard. Yeah. Uh, that, that won't be dangerous at all. I'm, all right. I'm a truck truck and I'm trying to run you off the road. That kind of a honk. You need that <laughs> yeah. as well in a pickup truck. Absolutely. All right. Finally, this was the week where. A group of Texas Republicans brought a lawsuit against Harris County in Texas uh, and their use of drive through voting. And that lawsuit will be heard by a federal court on Monday. 
That's tomorrow for future people. That's yesterday. Uh, That's November 2nd, the day before the election. And this could effectively invalidate 117,000 votes, some of which were probably cast for Republicans. Like, it's so crazy. Republicans claiming election security is like an arsonist claiming pest control. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to get rid of the termites you know <laughs> um, yeah. you know what I thought that that got flipped around like today but no I guess I guess not the um, Texas Supreme Court said no but now it's going to a federal court tomorrow and apparently the district judge is ultra conservative appointed by George W. Bush but when I see that like ooh ultra conservative appointed by George W. Bush I'm like cool. That sounds way better than the judges appointed by Trump. Yeah, maybe he draws dogs in his bathtub like George Bush. I mean, (laughs) you never know. Yeah, yeah. He probably, you know, hugs his family and shit like that. Normal thing. (laughs) Um, I don't get, though, why Republicans need to cheat in this system. Like, the game is already designed for them to win. Uh, Democracy is like children's laser tag for Republicans and Saigon for Democrats. (laughs) <laughs> if Republicans are too stupid to win in these conditions, then maybe they shouldn't win. You know, like they need to cheat this much. Uh, it's almost like, Lori, they don't want us to vote. Do you ever get that uh, feeling? It's true. And they're really frightened about 2050. I guess that's the year uh, America becomes a white minority country. Um, and my son is half Hispanic. I'm doing my part to to end it. <laughs> For white people. I did what I could. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think white people have done done a lot of harm. And after quarantine ends, we should stay in our homes for about 100 more years and think about what we've done. We are not allowed out of quarantine until we figure it out. And at least write a massive apology and uh, financial reparations. <laughs> That's your other flag is just like, <laughs> I'm doing my part to end the white race. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I agree. I think that only black people should vote for the next 50 years. Yes. Only. Yeah, sure. Oh, and not if you're a rapper who was big in the early 2000s. I'm looking at you, Lil Wayne. <laughs> like, not that, not Ice Cube. Not if you're not 50 Cent. Man, how many of these weird, like, <laughs> these rappers are like, wait a minute. I don't want to pay any more in taxes. What the fuck? Yeah maybe just black women voting for the next hundred years. There you go. We've done it. Only black (laughs) women get to vote for the next hundred years. I'm into it. Uh, We'll see what uh, Jim Zogby has to say about that. Uh, Thank you so much, Lori. That was the week where y'all give it up. Make sure to tip TBR dash live TBR live on cash app. We're donating to choose democracy. They're getting us ready for a potential coup, but about that coup, is it going to happen? Could it happen? We're going to get into the current state of the electorate right now with the sitch. And joining us for the sitch, he is the co-founder of the Arab American Institute, which serves as the political and policy research arm of the Arab American community. He has worked as deputy campaign manager and senior political advisor to Jesse Jackson, And in 2013, President Obama appointed him to the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. Please welcome Dr. James Zogby. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. I got to keep my eyes down like this because if I look up, I look like I'm some space creature. (laughs) 
Uh, that would make sense. <laughs> no. Uh, can I? Should I call you Jim, James, you, Doctor? Any Jim, fine. Doctor Z. Can I talk to you, no. Doctor Z? No. Jim. <laughs> Jim. Got it. Got there was it. a okay. lovely old woman in the Jackson campaign. She was chairman of Push. She used to call me Zagby. She was so, <laughs> the only one I like get away with calling me Zagby. Zagby. It's Reverend a good last Willie name. Barrow. She was cool. It's a great last name. It, it, it's a comedy last name. We were blessed with a great last name. Totally. There's a you guy. In, there's a guy lives in Bethlehem. His name is Zagby. Zagby. It's it's a good <laughs> once, but twice. <laughs> <in your life. laughs> he got greedy. <laughs> Uh, Jim, His I want parents wanna... ran out of names. Like, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've, I've met those. I met a McKinsey McKinsey once and I was like, girl, good luck. Oh, good <laughs> luck with your life. I um, was just on a program, Arab Americans for Biden with, um, uh, Ahmed Ahmed. Do you know the comedian? Yeah. He's yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, there were others. Same, same double names. I don't know. I got nice. lucky. Jim. That's it. <laughs> Let's go. So, Right. You, um, you're a, you're, you know, you're a strategist, you know, about the democratic party. You also uh, have been on the left of the democratic party for many years working with Jesse Jackson. You know, we, we Bernie always talk Sanders, yeah. and, and Bernie Sanders and, you know, we are very far from what would be a rainbow coalition in the year 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, but Hey, look, we got to we got to defeat fascism first. I just want to get your sense on the election. OK, we've got these battleground states, Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Biden is up. He's up by four to six points in each of those states. I won't go through all of them. It's looking good. And a lot of people are like, I think it might be literally impossible for Trump to win. What say you as to those predictions without any note of cockiness? because we know where that leads us. I can't be cocky. I mean, look, the, the vote, I think, is uh, is clearly in Biden's favor, but I don't think that the election is going to be decided by the vote. I think election day is going to be the beginning of the process, not the end of the process. And uh, the Trump people are already preparing uh, dozens uh, of lawsuits and uh, state legislatures in Pennsylvania, in North Carolina, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, where you've got a Republican legislature and a Democratic governor, um, are preparing to sabotage uh, the the vote after the election. Trump has said, I mean, he said, this isn't going to end well. And then he said, uh, I can't imagine uh, that it would be legitimate to count votes after election day. Well, in Pennsylvania, during the primary, because of COVID, uh, it took them three weeks to count the 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 votes that got written in right. uh, the number today is double what it was during the primary um and they're working overtime to start counting but the legislature has said you can't count before election day so they're not going to get to start counting the votes until election day and they're never going to get it done i would not be at all surprised and trump has warned us of this that he will try to declare victory Yes. Um, on election night um, and throw the whole thing in the cast. Th their goals are to create doubt, uh, to uh, do lawsuits, um, and to call the whole thing into question so that his supporters will believe he really did win um, and this thing's going to go into, into chaos. I fear, number one, he will try to sabotage the outcome, and number two, I fear for violence because his followers are nuts and yeah. they are armed and nuts is one thing, but nuts and armed is something really crazy and, and worrisome.
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it kind of reminds me of you know, I mean, it, I mean, for lack of a better term, the, the very banana republic politics of Latin America. Whenever um, someone's down or you know they're not, the polls aren't looking good for them. They rally their base and or semi paid thugs to stage pitched battles in the streets with people to let's, kind let's of not, for let's, power. Not go, let's not go uh, uh, into a situation other. I mean, it is like Nazi Germany. It is. I mean, I, I remember growing up and everybody saying it couldn't happen here. Well, it's happening right now. We're seeing it unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, he has created an alternate reality. He has incited violence. He has targeted victims. Um, and he has mobilized a base that is armed um, and and discredited with that base every major institution that can protect a democracy, the courts, the Congress, the media. Um, and it is a very worrisome situation. And, and look, I, you're right. I'm on the left, but I also got a grievance with the left. And my grievance with the left is when people tell me it doesn't make any difference. I say, where the fuck have you been? Um, You know, if, if, if Al Gore had won in 2000 and we had not had the Iraq war, where would we be in the world? If Donald Trump had not won, if Hillary Clinton had won, where would we be today? I mean, and, and if, if, if we didn't have Republican legislatures and here's where I fault my party, the democratic party, um, we gave up on white working class people. And mm. by giving up on them and not talking to them, we handed them to Donald Trump on a silver platter. They mm. said, Democrats don't care about us. And guess what? Democrats didn't care about them. And Hillary Clinton ta- called them deplorables. It was fundamentally a mistake to not have a message that appealed to all voters, which is why I supported Bernie Sanders, who yeah. did in fact have a message that reached across and, and, and put everybody in, uh, in the same stead that you all have economic injustice issues, you all have social and, and, uh, um, and, and political uh, injustice issues that have to be addressed. We're all in the same boat and we have to be treated as if we're in the same boat for us to feel that politics represents us. When one yeah. side feels they're not represented, Donald Trump takes advantage of that. He exploited the hell out of me, he didn't do anything for the working class, but they felt he was their champion. Yeah. I mean, I want to push back on that. I mean, not push back, but ask you a little bit more uh, more about that, because, you know, at this point, you know, voting for if you're still voting for Trump, you are just a hardened racist. I mean, you you love the bigotry. You are a bigot. You're you openly celebrate violence. You think BLM is a terrorist organization, et cetera, et et cetera. It's hard to make the case now that those are like the white working class that we need to reach out to. And I know that's not what you're saying. I guess my question is, how do you square this idea that Trump swooped in and took advantage of a situation that for sure Democrats who left the party of FDR did not you know, fully embrace neoliberalism, that that exists while at the same time, you know, this rampant racism has been allowed to, to surface against African-Americans, against immigrants, Latinos, against Arab Americans. And ever since the war on terror, like, can we, you know, do we have, I feel like all this economic messaging sometimes right. feels like it, it tiptoes around and sort of handholds very racist white people. Here's, here's, a, you know here's, what a, here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that, that during the first uh, four years or, or five years of Obama, uh, we lost 1,400 state legislative seats around the country. 
Why do we have a Republican legislature in Wisconsin, which was the home of fighting Bob LaFollette? It was the state that, that sort of incubated socialism in America. How'd that happen? Mm. How did we lose Michigan and the, and the UAW? How did we lose um, Pennsylvania? And it's because we stopped paying attention to the needs of voters, period. Now, that was how we lost up to 2016. You're right. At that point, from then on, when he, he showed his colors, uh, and his colors were that of a, a total bigot, um, mm. there's no excuse for voting for Donald Trump this year. And I think Joe Biden actually was a nice an, uh, antidote to to Donald Trump. He is, uh, you know, he has the persona of working class Joe from uh, from Scranton. He does talk to to voters of uh, black voters, white voters, Latinos voters. I don't know why he's having a problem with the Latino community. I really don't. I mean, I think his his message on immigration is a hell of a lot better than anything Donald Trump and and if anything better than Hillary Clinton even proposed. And he certainly learned the mistakes of the Obama administration and has pledged to correct those mistakes. I mean, the working group that Bernie and, and, and Joe Biden put together, I think, really produced some, some important stuff. But there is no excuse for voting for Donald Trump at this point. No question about it other than racism. And I think you're right there. I'm talking about what led us to where we are today. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. How do, how, do you, how do you get a situation where you got a Republican legislature in Pennsylvania that is willing to even go so far as to propose an alternate slate of electors to come to Washington that will certainly throw the whole thing into uh, into, into chaos. We got a problem. Insane. We have a huge, I mean, and they're openly cheating. They're openly stealing and protecting minority rule, which I think. And don't give a shit. And no, and don't give a shit. And I think there's the one, the, the silver lining we all know of the last four years is that we're all awake now. We are all paying attention. We are all very aware of how important state legislatures are. We're all very aware of the fact that unlike in 2008, you can't just, even if Obama turned his back on some of the grassroots, we can't actually drop the ball when it comes to pressuring a Democratic administration and mm -hmm. that all of our work and our anger now need to be if Biden does manage to pull through and our democracy is saved, we need to be putting the pressure on him. And, 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 you know, I mean, just, just to talk about this, like with COVID, I kind I mean, I agree with you. I think like we're in this moment of incredible division, incredible amount of like of, of bigotry and hatred and racism. And yet I'm like, we do need something we can all latch onto and it won't be, necessarily defund the police. I do believe in defunding the police and I believe that we need to actually move money into real services for people and that, you know, and, and that, but I'm like, that's too scary. That's too much of like white America is too fucking scared and I'm scared of white America. I'm like, how do we handhold these nut jobs so they, we can like work towards something. So they like let go of the AR 15. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Look, um, I, we've along the way we've had slogans that have been slogans that didn't work. You know, abolish uh, ICE was one, uh, defund the police was another. Both of them pointed in the very right direction. There's a fundamental failure of our immigration system. It's underfunded. Um, it's it, it, it simply um, has no. It, what we've done is we sacrificed the fact that we didn't have an effective system with putting tough guys in enforcement and going out and arresting and deporting people. Yeah. Whereas the, the real problem is, it's not just that we don't know where 
the parents of the children are, right? We don't know where immigrants are who come in the country on a visitor visa. You come in on a visitor visa and you stay for 10 years. We don't know what to do. I mean, the system is broken because it's not yeah. well staffed. And where it's staffed at all, the rules are arbitrary and and um, and uh, they're yeah, implemented there's... in inadequate ways. I mean, the, the result is it's a, a system of chaos. It needs to be fixed. Abolish ICE. Eh, fix ICE. Yes. Same with the police. I mean, look, I grew up in Frank Rizzo's Philadelphia. Uh, police brutality was the norm. Racism mm -hmm. was the norm. Police killing people wantonly was the norm. Um, abolish the police? No. Get rid of Frank Rizzo. Get rid of racist cops. It, it create community uh, civilian review boards for police. Make them held accountable. The problem right now is that police are not accountable to yeah. anybody. And yeah. so there's, when people aren't accountable, bad behavior becomes the norm and there's impunity sets in. It, uh, it, it simply makes sense that unless the legislatures take control of police, police will take control of the, the city. And that's where we've got where we've gone right now. There is no reason why we have militarized policing. There's no, no. reason why. Like it makes Ferguson, it makes people a lot of money. It makes well, I mean, <laughs> it, I, I watched the Ferguson things with my wife here. We were watching it that night. And it so reminded me of the West Bank, you know, when the Israelis would bring the tanks into town with the, the tear gas and everything. I mean, our, our, our cities occupied territory. That's what they look like. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the behavior they learn. I mean, our, our police go and study in Israel how to do it. I mean, yes. what's the point? Um, I, I think that the, the issue here is not defund the police, but it's fix the police, make them held accountable and provide services that can solve problems for communities and for police. I mean, look, we, we put these guys uniforms, give them guns, not only guns, but we give them the battle gear of a, of, of, of a warrior. Um, and we don't teach them how to deal with social problems that they're going to run into, how to deal with family disputes. But they can't talk to into. someone like they're human, but they right. have right. all the weaponry. And there's a culture that gets developed. My son was at the Justice Department years ago working in civil rights, and they had started these um, um, programs in cities that were being held uh, in violation of fundamental civil rights, Right. looking at how they're being trained, looking at the culture that's been created, and trying to break that down. That's what's got to happen. So yeah, yes. the scary thing, defund police, uh, fix the police, make them held accountable, make sure. them servants of the public rather than the overlords of the public. Absolutely. I, I disagree on ice. I'm definitely, I, I want to talk about something else, but I do say, <laughs> I do think we should abolish ice. Honestly, ice says they need to abolish ice. Didn't you read that story where they were like, we, we don't know what we're doing. We're doing a bad job at immigration. <laughs> we need an immigration service. The question is what you call it is one thing. We need an immigration service. We need to know how to deal with bringing people in and processing them, allowing them to become citizens or get work permits, et cetera. Right now, the system is so broken, we have no idea what's Absolutely. going on. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I would prefer to go back to the old process of immigration naturalization service and, and, and go back to what we were rather than the, the enforcement mechanism we've created now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lori, what do you what do you make of uh, this off ramp from uh, racist Trumpism? Will we be able, will we be able to 
leave it behind? Will they all go back under their rocks that they came from or are they too emboldened? Um, sorry, I've been like trying to figure out how to shut my dog up without leaving the screen. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I think we're screwed. I think uh, I, I, I think as long as Facebook is allowed to rile them up and um, I don't even have a solution, I'm sorry, or even a funny joke about it. Uh, it's it's very worrisome. It, and it's there are about 40 percent of us, perhaps. You know, maybe a, maybe a small percentage is convertible. Maybe if the there is a fever that will subside, um, uh, that's what we're hoping for. But it it seems like in a lot of people, this is Im embedded in their DNA, and uh, it's it's yeah. uh, and they're and as Dr. Jim said, they're armed. It's it's pretty scary. I'm I'm I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very eager to see how yeah. this is going to unfold. I think there are layers that need to be looked at here. Um, th there is a hardcore that we cannot move at this point, and they are armed, um, and they are racist to the core. But I think that there are a lot of other people who are distraught, confused, um, frustrated, alienated. I mean, I, my PhD work was in religion, and I studied cults, and I see a lot of this cult thing playing out. I mean, I... I I worked with the Father Divine group in Philadelphia. You know, it would be 70-year-old ladies who you'd go to them and say, I want to interview you. And they'd say, aren't I young? Aren't I beautiful? Because Father <laughs> Divine taught them that if they avoided sex, they would always stay young and they'd never get old and they'd never get sick. Uh, and they believed it. Question, was it only sex with him that he would allow? Because that feels like where this is headed. No one with no oh, okay. one. Okay. No he one. sounds like Father, he knows how to talk to women though. I mean, honestly. This and when <laughs> Father Divine died after marrying Miss Canada, um, they wouldn't admit that he died. So they kept his chair empty at the table and they continued to talk to the empty chair. But it was a cult and people believed it. There is something similar going on here. There's a cult-like uh, adoration of the leader and the belief in what the leader says, what causes cult worship. I mean, that, when I get out of work in Washington, when I used to get out of work in Washington, when there was work in Washington, mm -hmm. on the corner of Connecticut and Kay, there'd be a guy with a bullhorn and he'd be, you know, come convert, come be saved. If you don't be, you know, you're going to die, whatever. Everybody'd be walking past them and ignoring them. I, a, a lesson in this never listen to the guy who's speaking. Look at the people who are following. If people stopped and gathered around him, then I'd say, I want to talk to them and say, why are you listening to this crap? Yeah. So the question is not Trump. The question is, how did he find a following? What is it in the social, political, and economic dislocation that has caused these people to be so desperate that they're willing to believe this alternate reality, believe yeah. these lives, put their <laughs> lives at risk to go to a rally like you were talking about before, right? What is it there that's going on? We've got to understand that. And I believe that many of them can be pulled away if we solve the problem. First place to solve the problem is beat him so badly on Tuesday that some po folks would just wake up and say, oh, where was I? I was, what was I doing the last four Yeah, years? I'm on the winning team. I, I always... I, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you do you feel like people when Trump dies they'll 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 uh, redirect their loyalty to Ivanka cuz I've heard that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cultivate her and make her like his heir. Just be an empty chair. Uh, so that would be <laughs> be preferable actually.
but I don't think I don't think that it's I don't think it's transferable. Uh, Mussolini wasn't transferable. Hitler wasn't transferable. Beat his ass and they'll go home. So it dies uh, with him. I, I think it actually does. I mean, he is a unique historical character. His pathologies are so pronounced. Yeah. His, you know, that that um, he. It, this is the perfect storm. The country yeah. is in distress, and this very diseased figure comes along. Um, his children, as diseased as they are, are far too healthy to to be <laughs> able to pull off. <laughs> To pull off the stunt that he has has going for sure, um, there it's it's very yeah. I mean, and, and we've said I've said this before. We we all know that Trump is this symptom of a broken system. He is not the the actual virus of the system. Um, I want to just ask you one last thing, Jim, which is about you know as head of the Arab uh, American Institute and all your work around Palestinian human rights. Under a Biden administration, what is your prediction and where are the pressure points around, um, again, getting back to putting some daylight between the American government and the Israeli government, um, especially as settlements roll on, abuses roll on? Can we walk back any of the last four years and the damage that Trump and Jared have done in the region? Look, uh, I think that uh, the damage has been done. And it's going to be hard to roll it back, no doubt. Um, Biden has promised at this point no more than a re- return to status quo ante, which itself will be difficult. Mm. Um, and and yet, in Democratic and Republican administrations, we've not really fared very well over there. I think we're in a one-state reality, and uh, and right now the question is equality and justice for people living in an apartheid state. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's where the direction is 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 heading. Where I have hope is that those who say we're going to restore bipartisan support for Israel, good luck, because yeah. the demographics of the Democratic Party are such that uh, with Black, Latino, Asian, young people, educated women having wildly different attitudes toward what Netanyahu and Trump are doing mm-hmm. than the white male, uh, middle-aged, middle-class, born-again Christian crowd that are on the Republican side, 41% of their vote. We're living in two different worlds here. And Joe Biden's going to have to adapt at some point, and Democrats in Congress are going to have to adapt to where the base of the party is. And we're already seeing it. I mean, when when Jamal Bowman wins, when Cori Bush wins, when Marie Newman wins, we're in a different world. This This isn't just the squad. This is now a battalion. It's growing. Yes. And, and, and I think that the, the that. discourse in the Democratic Party is going to change fundamentally. And uh, and we're going to see Israel being held. Account- Talk about impunity uh, and no accountability. I mean, Israel does whatever it does, and there's no accountability for it. That hasn't helped Palestinians, to be sure. Hasn't helped Israel either. I mean, we, we are responsible for pushing Israel to the right. Because they did all this shit, building settlements, abusing people, etc., and we never did anything. And so, like a spoiled kid, keep getting your way. It said, "You say to yourself, why don't I just keep getting my way?" And I think right now we're in a very different place where we're going to have push push from Congress to say you can't be doing this stuff all the time. We're mm-hmm. not going to let you get away with. It. That's going to help alter the debate in Israel um, as well. And so, look. Joe Biden won't move, but we will move. And we'll move, 
I think we'll move the debate forward. Last question. RelRel27 on Twitch is asking, Dr. Zogby, what can we realistically do if they try and cheat an election? I don't know. I don't know. I would not get your AK-47s and go out on the street. That, that, that's, that's not going to cut it. But I think that we're going to have to see uh, how this plays out. And I do think we, we may be in a position where, as people mobilized in January 2017, we may have to mobilize and continue to mobilize in a sustained way to not allow them to steal this. And I do think that that nonviolent resistance is going to be necessary to confront their uh, their threats of violence. We cannot let them have another four years. That is without question. Yeah. We can't let them steal it. That's without question. Will we have the tools now that they got a Supreme Court that's 6-3 to do it? I don't know. I just don't know. I wish I did. but. Um, uh, right now, it's just vote like your life depends on it because it does. Yeah. And and let's see where we have to go after that. But I don't think that that we can say Tuesday's the end of it. Tuesday's the beginning, and we got to be prepared uh, for both street action and for legal action to to salvage our 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 democracy. Absolutely, stretch those hammies, y'all. Get get the running shoes that uh that are com- most comfy. You can walk for the longest in. Um, I, I agree. I mean, when you first started talking, I just like, this is the most litigious, not just president person. This, this, this fool, I was just reading in this article, he sued Deutsche Bank after the 2008 financial collapse for predatory lending to himself. (laughs) Like this, this motherfucker was like, oh, Trump was was lent stuff predat or lent money predatorily. Like, oh my God, this is, of course, of you course, you can't make this up. You can't make it up, and of course, there is an army of lawyers just waiting in the wings to fight the election results in every single state. So, breathe he deep. Cannot, here's the thing about his pathology: he he can't accept losing at all, right. ever. He can't admit it to himself. He's got the biggest hands. He had the biggest crowds. He had the highest ratings. He won the election. He cannot admit defeat. I mean, my wife used to say at one point, she said, I can't wait to see him in an orange jumpsuit. And I finally at one point said, I think it's going to be a a white. (laughs) Right. I mean, he is nuts. I mean, and it's, 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 uh, it's a tragic situation that we're in where we got a nut job for president. And without exaggeration, I mean, his pathologies, I mean, this is a textbook case of yeah. abusive father, you know, uh, abusive mother. Abs- I mean, this is just really sad. Yeah. You, what you mean is it's this big. That's all. You, that's all. You know. It's this big. Okay. We got to move know. on. <laughs> we know we're going to move on to our last segment. Uh, Jim, know. <laughs> we can tell Jim, Lori, <laughs> stick with us. We have one last segment where we're talking about, uh, obviously it's not just the white house. It is the Senate. It is Congress. It is, uh, making sure we flip the Senate and there's so many critical races oh. and woo, there are some vulnerable, vulnerable. I can't speak today. Vulnerable Republicans, uh, that are out there. So we're going to talk about when they lose. What should these Republicans move on to do? Uh, this is get a job, Senator. Okay. Been thinking about this for a little bit. Uh, what should 
the following senators do when they lose. And I realize I'm being a little cocky, but allow me just this once. Um, Joni Ernst, Iowa. She bungled that debate when she had to name the price of soy and she could not. Granted, I don't know the price of soy, but she should. Uh, what is Joni Ernst going to be doing after she is no longer in the Senate? Lori, any ideas? Well, she was also a pig castrator. So maybe we should just put her alone in a room with Trump. <laughs> That's rough. That is rough. That's rough. Take the balls. Um, <laughs> I definitely think that that should be our chant. I definitely think she it's her future is going to have to do with back going back to hog castration. Like she's going to be on like one of those like um uh little like family farms like petting zoo type things where they you like feed the goats little pellets and she's like and now I'm going to show you how to wrap a a hair tie around hog nuts and and then like all the kids are going to gather around um ooh this one's excited like it'll be <laughs> it'll be that level um Jim, what do you think she's going to do? Uh, you're scaring me here. This. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about I, Susan I, Collins? I, I sent you a note when you first did that. I, yeah. I proposed that I thought she could have a TV show on CNN called Both Sides Now with Susan Collins. Um, or maybe a, a radio program, The Agonizing Hour with Susan Collins. I mean, <laughs> she, she became a caricature of herself. Um She's just going to, there's going to be like mass murderers who are like, she's going to be like, he's learned his lesson. Like, uh, or, <laughs> well, or she can just spend the next, uh, you know, the next 10, 15 years just saying, well, I think maybe, or maybe or I'm thinking about this a lot and I'm not quite, but I'll let you know. I mean, she just, we got to go really to commercial. Became, I'll let you know after that. Right. <laughs> I mean, she really did become a caricature. I At one point, I remember I was speaking at a UN thing about the EU making all kinds of threats, but never delivering. And I said, they've become the Susan Collins of international diplomacy. I mean, she became a metaphor that you could use to apply to other other yeah. people. Well, you're really Susan Collinsing this decision right, right now. Right. What, what if she actually became a swing vote uh, on SCOTUS? <laughs> <laughs> then there would be no rulings ever because she would never be able to decide. And at least it. it would do no harm. I love it. That's Biden would nominate Susan Collins. <laughs> oh, please. Don't give him ideas. Um, what about uh, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina? Lindsey going up against Jamie Harrison. Not looking good. Not looking good for uh, Lady Gray. Um, I Here's my thing with Lindsey. I think he will... He'd be like the top like app seller at TGI Fridays, you know? He's got you got the hot wings and you got like the uh, stuffed potato skin. Like he's he is such a TGI Fridays manager. Yes. I have to say I had him as a Waffle House waitress, so I think we're thinking the same way. Yes. <laughs> but like a th I'm thinking Waffle House like 3 a.m. Oh yeah. Nothing mm -hmm. but drunk people and he's like, "Excuse me, sir." <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys do this. I gotta, I gotta deal with these people. <laughs> You're like, no, I, look, you know, the thing about Lindsey Graham that makes him especially deplorable is that he's actually a really smart guy. Um, some of these guys are just dumb as posts, you know. 
Right. But Lindsey Graham is a really smart guy who has made himself, he's prostituted himself completely. I mean, he went from being Biden's, uh, I'm sorry, uh, McCain's poodle to right. Trump's lapdog. And, um, um, and it, it, it reminded me, he reminded me a lot of George Wallace when he first lost as governor. And, uh, uh, and he said, using the N word, he said, because uh, uh, the other guy said that he was soft on race. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he came back. Wallace said, I ain't never going to be out and again. Right. And so wow. he turned himself completely around from somebody who had been fairly moderate into this total bigot, right? Who wow. then ran for president on a bigoted platform. That's what Lindsey Graham has done. I mean, Lindsey Graham was a thoughtful person 20 years ago. And, uh, and so shame on him. He deserves to be lose to lose and to lose handily. And I yeah. really hope Jamie Harrison does it because mm -hmm. it would be, it would be just a tribute, I think, to the voters of South Carolina if they recognize the fact that that Lindsey Graham is not the Lindsey Graham, even of, of the one that, that was four years ago when John McCain was alive, who was not perfect, but it was a hell of a lot better than the Lindsey Graham we got today. He's an embarrassment to himself. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move over to a couple, just a couple more. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler. Um, where is she going to be? She's, she's in a tight race too. She she might actually pull through, really? but I I don't I don't know what the current polling is, but she she may it's but she's the you know she's famous this year. She was kind of flying under the radar, but very famous this year for selling a bunch of stock as soon as COVID hit, and then not wanting to have any kind of bailout for the American people. Um, she looks like you recognize her because she kind of looks like a dirtier Barbie than like. Uh, Ann Coulter, she's like, she's like Barbie that got lost underneath the couch for a while. Um, we all know those. Uh, I, I think she's Kelly Loeffler would be such a good like swim meet drunk mom, <laughs> right? Like, she's gonna go full into PTA, the PTA, or like the swim team, get really into it. She'll be even like tanner, like weirdly tanner than she is now, just wine drunk, yelling at her daughter. Oh, yeah. The one oh, where yeah. we actually could win, except for the fact that uh, Joe Lieberman's uh, son is in that race, right? Isn't that the one that he's in? Oh. Um, and he's he's chewing up in votes. It's the two top. If they if nobody gets over fifty, that's right. Right, and uh, and so we're going to end up with two Republicans running against each other because the uh, Womack, the the Warmack, the Democrat. Warm uh, yes, who, that's who it is. Who could win? Yes. Um, is being his vote is being cut into by uh, by Lieberman's uh, Lieberman's son who will not get out of that damn race. Lieberman's oh legacy lives on. What a fucking legacy, man! Yeah. Joe Lieberman. Ugh, is he worse or better than his dad? I don't know. Other than the fact that he's in this race and he's screwing it up for Democrats and he won't get out, which makes me think he knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, very, very on-brand Lieberman of yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, could, yes. Could could Kelly Loeffler get a neck reduction? I mean, I know that's not a job, but I feel like she's very dumb, and part of the reason is her head, her brain is so far away from her circulatory system. These are things <laughs> that I can't get into. With this is, I'm, I'm asking you, you, Dr. Jim. I'm yeah. gonna let you guys go with this. Uh, 
it's not edifying for a, a gentleman to be engaged in this conversation. You mean, you mean, ladies, I am a doctor. <laughs> I am Come on, have some fun. A religion, for God's sake. <laughs> um, Martha McSally of Arizona, um, definitely at risk. Uh, Mark Kelly, right, going up against Mark Kelly, yeah. the uh, husband of uh, Gabrielle Giffords. He... He seems like he's pulling really well, doing good. Martha McSally, who yelled at CNN and said, you're fake news. If you remember that from uh, yeah. this year. Where's she going to end up? What's her job? Well, she was a fighter pilot. So I think she'll end up uh, flying for Spirit Airlines. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> for. <laughs> These appointed lady senators, they got to go. It's It's not right. There's a lot yeah. of women and I feel, I know the appointed lady senators, it's like, thanks bro for yeah. the, uh, the consolation position. Um, and there are a lot of women. And so there's part of me that's like interrogating, like, is there a tinge of sexism to this? Like, I'm sorry, you got me on a certain track here. Is there such a thing <laughs> as the consol consolation position? Do you, is, can you explain that to me? Well, I think it's a solo position for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, just a, just the number one. All you need, Jim. Okay. You went there. I'm sorry. You were the one. That, you're the one who got me on this track. Now I'm trying to get off of it. No, you started it, Jim. Please, how dare you? You're trying to sully our reputation. All these people are witness. Um, <laughs> Finally, I, I think so, I, like clearly, Martha. I don't care if she's a fighter pilot. She's a total loser. I mean, this woman, this woman lost badly in a race that she should have won, couldn't win because she was really an inferior candidate. Uh, coming back for a second show against somebody who's a far superior candidate, she got nowhere to go. She has yeah. nowhere to go. Yeah, she. she Except will... maybe Spirit Airlines. That that might be a good. Maybe she could become an astronaut. Please send her to send them all to uh, space. I Mars is awaiting. I can't wait for Elon to just hurry the fuck up, you know? <laughs> um, I will say, I think Martha will be caught on tape uh, as local maskless Karen harassing Latino family. Like, that is so her future. I'm, <laughs> she is going to be outside of every Trader Joe's just yelling at immigrants. Like the sad thing is, is we can joke and, and speculate, but they'll all be lobbyists. This is what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. No, it's exactly right. You're right. It's like, as I was coming up with these, I was like, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they really will. They'll have a great future and they will, uh, they'll be selling a lot of stock and investing uh, in Regeneron or whatever vaccine helps and cures COVID. Dr. Jim Zogby, thank you so much for being here. How can people follow your work um, on the internet or just generally? Uh, well, they can follow me on Twitter. It's up there on the screen, JJZ1600. Uh, they can uh, follow me through the Arab American Institute or my polling company. We do a lot of polling in the Arab world. It's called Zogby Research Services, not to be confused with the domestic polling that, that the, my brother and cousin nephew do, but we poll across the Middle East. Um, and oh, it's, nice. been, it's been an absolutely fascinating to poll in Iran and Turkey and um, Saudi About the Arabia. American election? <laughs> about, no, 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 but about stuff going on there. And it's really, it's, it, you know, you learn a lot when you, when you do it over 
been doing it for 20 years and, and just following the trajectory of opinion. So sure, they can follow me either. Uh, Twitter is probably the best place because most of the stuff end, ends up on Twitter anyway. So Jim, come back on the show. You you're, you're wonderful and stay strong this week. And the uh, weeks to follow. And the weeks to follow. You're right. It is not going to be over. No, I know. I know. All right. Well, take good care, Jim. And Lori Kilmartin, how can we follow your work? Um, I'm on Twitter at AnnieLaurie16. I have a podcast with another comedian, Jackie Cation. It's called The Jackie and Lori Show every Monday. And uh, I have a book called Dead People Suck. It's comedy about uh, a parent dying in, of cancer in hospice. Um, so check it out. <laughs> Wow. Are you working on a second book about a parent dying under COVID? I feel like I've, I really, you know, have squeezed all the blood out of the dead parent comedy, but you know what? Maybe there's more. I just need a little more time to process it. Oh God, Lori, uh, make sure to check her out everyone. And if you can catch her at a live and socially distant show, do it. You won't be disappointed. Thank you so much. Be well, have a good week. And thank you all for being here. I hope you've been tipping TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. Uh, we're donating to Choose Democracy, which, again, is making sure we are in the streets when this Mussolini motherfucker tries to steal the election. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Becca Rue for our producer, Kelly Carey and Dorsey Shaw, who are on the back end of YouTube, making sure you get regular content. Um, why am I singing that? I don't even care, guys. Uh, vote, y'all. If you haven't already, vote. Research, uh, look up your progressive voter guides in your area. I got duped by a glossy flyer. I'm not going to lie. Even people like me are susceptible. I didn't even know that Anthony Kennedy's name was Anthony. The point is do your research. Don't be stupid. Vote. Vote in person. Be safe. Bring your. You can bring a mail-in ballot to a drop-off location, Google, where you can do that. And I will see you, if not in the streets earlier, we're doing an election live for the Bituation Room with Matt Lieb and a, uh, a pollster and Arun Gupta, who's been on the show. So Tuesday night at eight o'clock Pacific, we are going to go live. Um, Wednesday, we are going to be, I'm going to be doing an AJ Plus Newsbroke live with a bunch of guests, including uh, Jamal Bowman and John Idarola. So do not miss that. And uh, remember who we got to vote for. You know who it is. You know it's Mr. Joe Biden. You know it's uh, Rab Rabinette. What's his middle name? Robinette. Robinette. Joe Robinette Biden. Because the alternative is this. Under Biden, there will be no school, no graduations, no weddings, no Thanksgivings, no Easter's, no Christmases, and no Fourth of July. Other than that, you're going to have a wonderful life. Has anyone had an Easter or a Fourth of July or or a Thanksgiving? We fucking Halloween was canceled. Fuck you, man. How dare you? We've not had that under you, under your watch. Okay, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. You guys, uh, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Be well. Bye.